Hey, 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 this is Ace in the Place Podcast. I am your host, Ace, and today is Monday, May the 23rd. Welcome to the place, everyone. Thank you for being here on today. I hope that everyone enjoyed their weekend. It goes by so fast. I mean, as soon as you look up, it's Monday again, but we are going to jumpstart our week on a very positive note. And we are going to believe and manifest that the things that are concerning us in our lives will be resolved this week. I am putting that out there for you. I am saying that prayer for you and your family, everyone who is listening to this podcast this week, something in your life that is of concern to you will be resolved this week. Believe that. Put that energy out there no matter what happens and receive it. Okay. So. I want to, before we get into the topic for today, before I get into the topic for today, I want to discuss with you all about, because on this podcast, it's not just about me coming to this platform every week to have discussions about different topics and things of that nature. It's not just about me trying to motivate and inspire people on their journeys of growth and change. But this platform is also used to service the community and to do things in in the community. For those of you who have been here since the beginning, last year I had the Juneteenth um, community garden where I gave away dinners to the people in the community. And then later on, around Thanksgiving, I did a giveaway to the homeless. So, again, this platform is used to service people, to help the community. I'm not just talking to try to give people advice or to try to inspire people from my situations and being transparent about the things I'm currently going through or have been through. But it's it's being proactive. It's actually getting out here and making a difference. And I just wanted to update you all because... Right now, obviously, I'm my family and I are in a, a transitional state, right? We have a lot of things going on, and I haven't been able to organize a community event for Juneteenth this year, which I am a little sad about. I am, actually, but I still plan on celebrating and enjoying the day, but I will say that uh, I wasn't able to plan an event this year. I will be collaborating with some community people to do some volunteer work, right, just on my own personal time. But in terms of the podcast, some things have been put on hold just for a small second because of the situation in in my personal life with us getting ready to move and things of that nature. I just, I've taken on so much. I have a lot on my plate right now. And there are no excuses being made here, but I am just communicating with you all because, again, for those of you who have uh, been here since the beginning, last year was a big thing. I literally had no experience with starting a garden, and that was, it was a lot. <laughs> a little ghetto, but a very good learning experience, right? And I, again, I just want to just put that out there that. I will be doing some volunteer work, and as soon as I'm able to organize some things, 
in the community, I will let you all know. But I'm still giving back. I'm still helping people and serving to the best of my ability because that's that's the calling on my life. It should be for everyone. I'm not saying that that's everyone's calling, but I believe that we all are put here to serve to an extent. Life is just not about you and your family. You should be giving back. You should be pouring into other people. But we have to make sure that we are well first, right? We have to make sure that we are whole, healthy individuals first. Because some of y'all be pouring a little, like, poison up in people now. We don't want, <laughs> we don't want to do that, <laughs> okay? So we, we want to we wanna pour positive into people. But we can't do that if our cup is depleted, right? So we're going to have to take care of ourselves first. Now. To jump into our topic for today. So I saw this um, this article about the Dave Chappelle. Now, I didn't talk about this on the podcast. I'm sure some of you may or may not have heard. We all know what happened with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Shortly after that, Dave Chappelle, who is had controversy prior to the Will Smith incident, he had controversy surrounding his stand-up comic with the LGBTQ community because of some remarks that he made in his last stand-up. So that those are the things that we know. I'm just going to put that out there, some of the basic things that we know before we get into the story for today. So the uh, uh, one of the audience members at his show jumped on stage, tried to, like, run on stage and attack. He said that they had he had a fake gun with a knife, like a blade attached to it. Right. And you can see on the videos that are like were surfacing around, you can just pretty much see like the open stage. You can see people running around and like they tackled him. Now it's a clear video of him coming out on the stretcher from the ambulance and some of you may or may not have seen like the pictures on Instagram and social media and things of that nature of his arm, like, completely bent, like, completely, it looks to be broken, definitely dislocated, but it looks broke, broken to me, right, um, and it just, it looked, it looked bad, it looked bad, they messed him up bad, but again, um, I was afraid about that, that, that was one of my concerns with the Will Smith incident, I felt like it kind of, open this door to people physically trying to attack comics and I I mean comedians excuse me physically trying to attack comedians and I don't that's that's not appropriate you all that's that's not appropriate right now I understand that a lot of us are in tough places and we're dealing with some really tough things right but comedy is for the purpose of a laughter and joy don't take something that is meant to be positive and destroy it because some people are having troubles with um, some personal things in their lives that they're struggling with. There are still a lot of people who are able to laugh, right, to have joy, whether they are the butt of the joke or not, or whether the joke might be a little offensive to them or not even offensive but just a touchy subject sometimes it the shoe fits right that's not always 
the most comfortable situation. But me, I'm the type of person I could absolutely laugh at myself. Absolutely. Especially, like, after the fact. Now, maybe not in the moment, depending on how severe it is, right? So I'm going to give an example. I went to Miami for my bachelorette trip before I got married. And it was about 10 of us. And we had rented this boat. And it had, it was like, you know, a boat. And it had a, like a floating device that was attached to the boat that went out into the water. And a couple of girls was out there on the floaty device. And I think I told y'all this story, but I'm going to try to sum it up. Long story short, I was amped up. I tried to jump onto the, the, the float device and I popped out, hurt myself up really bad. That next day, like, it was tough because I was bleeding. I had bandages on and everything, right? Like, we kind of rebound. We didn't do too much that last night. Um, we just, like, partied at the house, which was good because we, the entire trip, like, we were gone. We really didn't spend much time in the house that we had rented. So the last night was just kind of chill, and that was okay. Everybody kind of, like, was cool with it, right? But that by the time we got on the plane the next day, I was laughing about the incident. I was, like, I literally was laughing at myself, like, y'all, I'm I'm screwed up, I'm salty because, you know, my arm going to be, I'm going to have a scar from a wedding and all that. I was still processing it, but I was able to laugh about it, like, look, this trip was lit, period. Like, nothing that happened is going to, is going to change the fact that this trip was epic, and I can look back on no moment and still laugh. So I said that to say, you know, some people are able to laugh at themselves. Everybody does not have a stick up their butt. And it's okay if you do. But, you know, some people still enjoy comedy and laughter and fun. Let's not take that away. Right? Let's stop trying to minimize people's freedom of speech. And I think that what we need to do, in my opinion, is be more self-aware. That is the thing that I really want to focus on in this podcast this week is being self-aware and understanding your triggers. Because what this guy said in the article about the Dave Chappelle incident was he said that he was triggered by his stand-up. And I'm like, triggered? But here, and then this is what he explains he was triggered by. Now, his name is Isaiah Lee. And he is currently in, he's still in lockup. He's still, he's still in lockup, pending charges. Um, He's pleaded not guilty. And he said he was triggered because of uh, his jokes about the LGBTQ community and homelessness. He also went on to say, um, he ident- I, he's, this is his words, quote, I identify as bisexual and I wanted him to know what he said was triggering, said Lee, who has been homeless. I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. Okay, Mr. Lee, I'm not sure where you, uh, if you have been underneath a rock, but again, Prior to the Will Smith incident, Dave Chappelle's last stand-up on Netflix got a lot of heat. They were trying to cancel him. It was all over the news media outlets, so I'm pretty sure that this guy saw that, right? 
And he knew that some of the material that was used in previous stand-ups by Dave Chappelle may have offended some people in that community, right? This is not a secret. This is something that I believe that Mr. Isaiah Lee knew prior to going to this comedy show. Now, this is what I'm going to say about triggers. Triggers are your responsibility. As an individual, your triggers are your responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility to tiptoe around your triggers or your your trauma, right? Again, this is where self-awareness comes from. This is where setting boundaries comes from, right? Because when you're self-aware, you understand, okay, this is something that triggers that inner child in me. This is something that triggers that trauma response in my brain, right? No one can, again, people aren't responsible for tiptoeing around that. You're responsible as to say, well, you know what? I know that Dave Chappelle has a history of saying some things about the LGBTQ community that I might not like. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to pass on going to his comedy show. There it is. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's really, it sounds simple. To me, it sounds simple. Not really so much, but I'm just trying to break it down. Like, you did not have to go to that show. Why subject yourself? Again, it's not Dave Chappelle's responsibility to tiptoe around anybody's trigger. If that would be the case, what would he talk about? Because I'm sure that literally any joke that he gets up there and says could be triggering to somebody in some type of way. Just saying, comedians talk about women all the time. All the time. Y'all women do this, and y'all weave ain't that, and y'all have sex like this, and y'all not doing that. I mean, you just laugh and you keep going. If it applies, cool. If it doesn't, let it fly. Like, it's a it's it's a joke. We gotta be able to still take a joke, people. Even if sometimes we're the butt end of it. It sucks. Nobody wants to be the butt end of a joke. But I mean, again, so many people look to comedy for laughter and for joy and for some type of release from the everyday stresses of the things they're dealing with, right? Don't take that away from people. Honestly, don't take that away from yourself because you deserve that too. Because even if it was a joke that you found offensive, it may be something else that you found funny that another person thought was offensive. You see where I'm going with this? So what I'm saying is, and I mentioned this last week too, when I talked about the Kevin Samuels, uh, the passing of Kevin Samuels, right? I started off saying that none of the women, none of the black women that were on his platform were forced to be there, to my knowledge, which means these black women signed up to be mistreated or talked down to or criticized or belittled by that man does it make his actions right absolutely not but again if i know that this is how that person is and it's clear to me without a shadow of a doubt 
before I go into the situation, I'm likely not going to subject myself to that. And if I do, I would be fully aware and fully capable of processing whatever emotions that I'm having in that moment and still try to maintain my composure. That would be the test for me. If I was knowing that I would be triggered or upset about about something that someone else is doing that I know for sure has been done before I go into the situation, then I will prepare myself and be like, okay, hey, you might get upset, you might get, you know, angry or whatever, but control your emotions, right? Now is the test to see how much uh, you have grown emotionally, how mature and intelligent are you to not let someone uh, trigger you, right? To not let that inner child uh, act out. So, again, triggers are your responsibility. You have to be self-aware enough to know, you know what? I don't like how Dave Chappelle talk about the LGBTQ community. I'm not going to his comedy show. That's not going to do it. Another thing that I didn't get a chance to talk about, but I'm going to switch over to just for a second, is the shooting at the grocery store in Buffalo, New York. Now, it has been approximately one week since that shooting. It was May the 14th, where 10 black people, 10 black people were killed and um, three were wounded uh, in that in that grocery store uh, massacre. And the reason that I bring that situation up is because a lot of people watched that video. I did not. And it's I, I, I wanted to kind of mention it last week. I just didn't have enough time. But again, I don't subject myself to those type of things. I don't watch videos of black people being killed by the police. Again, I'm not telling you what you should or should not be doing because only you have to deal with those consequences. But for me, I will not subject myself to that. I already know what's on the other end of that video. The other end of that video is innocent black people being murdered for no reason at all. None whatsoever. I don't, I understand that, but I don't need to subject myself to seeing that because it's going to damage something inside of me to an extent. To an extent. A very small damage, but it does. It does. I, I, I don't want to see those things. I did not watch the video of George Floyd. I didn't. I didn't. I did not watch that video not one time. Now, I heard about it. All the news outlets talked about it. I know what he said. And, you know, he's crying out for his mom and, you know, everything, right? But I didn't watch it. I will not subject myself to that type of stuff. I just won't. Now, I will read an article about it. You know, if there's, you know, a news article, I'll read it. But I'm not watching any videos. Because I know for me, it's too much. That's too much. I don't want to see it. Again, I understand and I can process what has happened. I'm not in denial about anything, but I don't have to subject myself to that. 
And so sometimes we just need to be aware. We need to be aware of the things that we cannot control because, you know, I can't control what happens to those people, but I can absolutely control clicking on that button and watching that video and exposing myself emotionally to that type of trauma. I mean, I mean, it's it's a little traumatizing just to watch that, you all. Like, don't inflict the trauma on yourself because, yeah, I don't want to see it. But again, I think that we just all need to be aware of our triggers. We need to be aware of how we are moving and interacting. And again, being, I am on this journey of being truly and authentically me. And some things I'm still figuring out. And a lot of things are core. They're to my core. They haven't changed over the course of my adult life, right? Some things are just me and have always been me. And I'm sure the same thing applies to you. But the older I get, the more I start shedding those negative things that don't serve me, even though I feel like they're a part of me. See, a lot of us don't want to change our behavior because we feel like we're having to change ourselves. We're so attached to that trauma. We're so embedded in that darkness, right? When you experience trauma, it literally activates a certain part of your brain. That trauma that you experience is stored in a part of your brain. Now, I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to find out exactly what the name of that part of your brain is called because I don't know that, but just... Again, I do a lot of um, listening and reading about mental health and some things that I have learned being in therapy. So, yes, there is a part of your brain that is activated when you endure trauma, and it's stored there. Whatever that experience is, is stored in that place of your brain, and that's where sometimes rumination can come from, playing that event over and over and over and over and over in your head. You're like, why can't I stop thinking about it? Why can't I stop thinking about it? It's it's something that has been activated in that portion of your brain. And you're going to have to actively, actively, not, oh, let me just go to sleep. Or, you know, like, it, it won't turn off that way. You're going to have to actively do some, some healing and some soul searching in order to figure out. And therapy is likely if you're ruminating at a very intense level, you're going to need some therapy. Gonna need someone, some cognitive, excuse me, some cognitive therapy to go ahead and help you work with through that. So, I I highly recommend therapy on top of whatever spiritual, religious, or um, belief that you have. Whatever your higher being is, uh, that that will be. In need with meditation. You know, some people do yoga. I don't know too much about yoga. I've, I've done it just off like YouTube videos and doing things with my daughter. But whatever, whatever it is, you're gonna need multiple things in today's society. But I highly recommend therapy. And you know, the thing that I, the thing is, something it's quite a few things that I just want us as a culture and Black people to just get rid of, right? But I'm not really sure where this idea of white therapy being for white people comes from. We have literally endured the most 
amount of trauma and possibly any race, right? And yet, we have been trained to believe that trying to fix the things that have been internally damaged in us is not what we should be doing. Like, how? Like, that doesn't make sense. And even if you looked at it from a financial aspect, because some people are like, well, you can't afford therapy. And I, while I understand that, there are services, counseling services, and um, hotlines that you can call, domestic hotlines that you can call if you're dealing with domestic abuse. There are free services out here. There are counselors in every school, right? There are free services out here for the help. If you are, you get government assistance or anything, there are services out here for you. Planned Parenthood has counseling services. Every school system just about has counseling services. There are ways for you to get their assistance, even your job. A lot of your employers offer a certain amount of counseling services, especially if you have insurance. If If you have insurance on your job, no matter your position, but again, you have to inquire about those things. You're going to have to be intentional about your healing. You are going to have to be intentional about your growth. No one is going to do it for you, but there are services out here that are free that you can utilize in order to get some real assistance. And even for those of us who talk to our pastors, right, a lot of us have prayer groups that we go to and things of that nature, and and that can help. That can be a very big help. But if there are some things you're still struggling with, some of us pray and we read our word and we get into the Bible and we still wake up depressed, right? And and it's okay. Some things are really tough, right? So we might need a little bit of additional help. There are some things that your pastor and your church members are just not qualified and trained to do. And while it's good to have their prayers and their assistance and have them supporting you on your journey, you might need a little bit more help because if you have cancer in your body, right, you can pray about it. You can go to the doctor, I mean, excuse me, you can go to your pastor and say, hey, pastor, I need prayer, I need healing in my body. You can believe it and be intentional about it. And it's likely you're also going to go to the doctor as well and at least see what their diagnosis is, at least see what type of plan of treatment you can take, right? And so the same thing needs to be done with your mental health. Is just as important because everything mentally affects your body physically. You ever notice if your mental health is not in the right place, everything in your body just feels off whack? You know, like, oh, I hate all the time. I go to sleep and I'm still tired. Oh, my back aching or I can't sleep right. I got a crick in my neck. It, it may be circumstantial or it just may be that your mental health has been off for so long Your mental fortitude has been low for so long that your physical body has no choice but to respond. So we just need to take all those things into consideration. And again, we need to be intentional about doing these things and seeking the help that we need. We're going to have to get rid of those negative things that we grew up thinking is okay. 
Because a lot of it is not serving us in the best ways. It's not serving our children in the best ways. And my heart goes out to these young children. My heart goes out to everybody, but the way that I see and some of the things that I see coming from these parents, I'd be like, my God, what? Okay, I'm going to pray for these babies because I'd be looking at some of y'all parents like, sheesh, you know, you almost don't want to say it, but this kid don't stand a chance. <laughs> and it's, it's not <laughs> it's not funny, but it's kind of like, it's rough. But I just want all of us as a, a world, a nation, a community, and definitely a culture to be better. Men, stop blaming women. Women, stop blaming men, especially black people. I am so over that. I am so over that. Regardless if you care or not, I know a lot of you all are listening to this and you're like, yup, me too, Ace. I'm over it. Because that's all you see. Everybody's blaming everybody. It's like, look, you're going to have to get down to the, the, the grid of it, right? The root of the source of whatever it is that you're dealing with. And once you do that, heal it, process it, and move forward. Stop blaming people. Because if you stuck, the only person that's responsible for you being stuck is you. It's you. So you're going to have to come out of that dark space. A lot of us have been in that dark space so long, we don't even want to see the light. We do not want to see the light. Because have you ever been like, have you ever been like almost blinded by the light? Right? Have you ever gotten a headache because you've been in the dark for too long? That's one of the reasons why I had a home birth. Because... A baby being inside a dark womb for almost 10 months and then coming into the world, into these blinding lights that they have in the doc- in the hospital. They have all these bright lights and all of this stuff. Like, it'd be lit up in the hospital. Like, it was very dim and almost dark in my room when we had Ari. I was very, like, intentional about the light. But to go from being in the dark for so long, almost 10 months, that light it, it does something to your brain even a baby's brain baby's brain isn't developed right but that what type of response did your brain have from being in the dark for so long and then coming into the bright light some of us don't want to walk into that light because it's scary it's hurtful and it feels like it's the end for us but it's not it's only the beginning of the rest of your life and you are going to have to take a hold of that. Stop placing that in other people's hands. Please, you all, stop placing that in other people's hands. It's nobody's responsibility but your own, right? It's your responsibility to be happy. It's your responsibility to heal yourself. It's your responsibility to grow. It's your responsibility to be better for your children. Even if the, the, the mom or the dad isn't doing the right thing, you do the right thing. You continue to do the right thing, even when the other people are doing wrong. You continue to do the right thing. The universe will reward you for that. God will reward you for that. Keep pushing. Stop allowing people to lower your vibration. That's what some of these people want. Don't, do not give them the satisfaction. 
okay? So I'm getting ready to wrap up for this week, you all. Please, please, please be mindful of your triggers, right? Be mindful of that. And another thing about the triggers and the inner child, I was watching um, one of the reality shows that if you have a chance, I want you to check it out, Marriage Boot Camp with Dr. Ish and Judge Lynn Toller. I love her. I love her so much. My gosh, I love me some Judge Lynn Toller. But again, they do an exercise with the inner child, and it's deep. It's deep, right? Because they bring the children out that are you, and you have to talk to the little you about the things that you're going to go through in your life. And you got to tell that little person, you're going to go through all this stuff. And one girl had... She was just like, her little person started crying. Like her child that didn't even know her started crying because it was heavy. It's like, she couldn't even imagine like, dang, I got to go through all that. Exactly. So it's, it's a lot, but you can speak to your inner child and you can let your inner child know like, look, some things you're not going to be able to control. Some things are going to happen to you, and there is nothing that you can do about it. But guess what? I'm on the other end of that. I'm the warrior on the other end of that, right? I am the one who came out better despite everything that I went through. You can talk to your inner child and tell them that, aside from everything else that they're going to go through that's just terrible and bad, right? You can be a warrior. Come on, y'all. We got this. We got this, okay? So have a good week. I love you, y'all. And I will see you here again next week. Love you guys. Peace.